Okay, my turn, Rabbi Herbs. Okay, if anyone is looking to hire Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs for either storytelling, Kayak from the Moyach, Extreme Martial Arts Demo, uh, you know, whether it be for, uh, you know, of a subordinate program, uh, uh, your, your yeshiva, your benos, your base yakov, whatever, your school, a private party, or a day camp, a bungalow colony, or sleepaway camp. So, of course, the number to call is 718-375-1294. That number again is 718-375-1294. Also, you should be aware, if anybody's interested uh, for information about art lessons, Martial arts lessons, you know, perhaps karate, uh, private karate lessons, qigong energy lessons, and so on. Uh, you could call also 718-375-1294 for more information. And please be aware that Rabbi Erbsch's books are still available in your local farm store, along with many of his CDs and a new one, too. And for those CDs that are not in the stores, you could call Rabbi Yitzhirps at 718-375-1294, and he will be more than happy to send you a complete list, either by email or fax. Wow, did I get everything in? I think so. I think we can now start. Okie dokie, so I think we have a good story for today, I think. Yes, we do. Oh, yeah? Really? Okay. By the way, before you start the story... Yes, what is it? Uh, some people said they were looking for your CD, you know, The Swindler. They said they didn't see in the stores. Well, it's there now. It's for sure there. It's been there for a while. Maybe the store sold out. I mean, they should call up and, uh, you know, maybe say which store didn't have it, and then they'll uh, bring a new supply. Okay, so it's definitely there. Okay, now, today's story is a very interesting story. I got it from Mendel Z. Mendel Z, he sends you a lot of stories lately. Yes, he does. I don't know where he listens or where he reads, but he sent a very good story. But I usually try to check out the sources of where the story comes from, unless he gives it to me or whatever it is. This time he didn't know, and I listened to some of the details, and I decided I'll research some of the details myself. And what happened? Well, what happened was is. I researched some of the details, and I, I found that I didn't find some things were accurate. Or they could be accurate, but there was no source that said it. So you're not going to tell the story? Well, do you think I'm spending so much time now talking now because I'm not going to tell the story? Of course I'm going to tell the story. Of course you're going to tell the story. So what do you mean, of course you're going to tell the story? So why are you saying all this stuff? Oh, well, you see... The story has a fantastic lesson, and it's Kadai to tell the story just for the lesson itself. Wow, that sounds like fun. It sure is. And I intend to tell the story just for the fact of the beautiful lesson. However, the original name that was said that the story happened to, I'm going to change because, you know, I, I didn't have any source for it. Okay. And therefore, but the characters and everything that's happening, I'm going to keep the same. Okay. Okay. So what's the story about? Oh, it's about, uh, um, you know, uh, if you let me tell the story, I could tell it. Oh, okay. So if I'm quiet, what you're trying to say is if I am quiet. <laughs> what's so funny? <laughs> like I said, if I am quiet. Yes, yes, if you're quiet. So if you're quiet, then I can tell the story. Okay, take it away. Take you away? Sure. We would like me to put you. No, 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 no. Take me away. I will put me back down. Okay, I'm sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. This story starts out um, in Eretz Israel. Oh, nice place. 
Now, um, you know, uh, he mentioned a certain yeshiva where this guy possibly could be, but, uh, you know, again, I, uh, the name didn't match, some of the things didn't match, so I don't know which part is true, which part is not, but I do know the story is great. So I'm going to tell it anyways. Oh, okay, so uh, so you're not telling a true story, so we can call it a muscle. Uh, yeah, maybe it's a muscle. Maybe it actually happened, maybe it happened to different people, or whatever it is, but it's a, whoo, what a story. Okay, go ahead. Okay, uh, 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 so I'm telling the story? No, 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 no. Unless you know the story. Do you know the story? Of course I know that. No, I don't. No, I don't. Oh, I didn't think so. Okay, so this story took place. We're starting off in Eretz Israel. Although we're going to go back in time. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, it, it happened not in the 2,000 years, you know. I mean, it happened, you know, like, uh, you know, maybe, um, say, in the 1960s or something like that. Oh, 1960s, okay. Wow, that means if you knew about this story and you were in the 1960s, and that makes you... Uh, 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 we're not figuring out my age now, okay? Oh, okay, but I was just going to do it. No, 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 we're not figuring out, you're not figuring out, we're just going straight to the story. Okay, go ahead, straight to the story. Okay, so I'm now straighten the story. Okay, you straighten the story, but how come... Don't, Yossi, if you stop into... Okay, yeah, wait, wait, wait. You know, I, 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 I haven't been such a bad guy lately, you know, right? No, no, Baruch Hashem, you've been pretty good lately, but you know, you're a human being. I am? Yes, you are, and you could sometimes slip, and therefore, if you slip sometimes, you can go back to away, but that means you gotta be chayza b'tshuva, you know, you know what I mean, you gotta work on it again. Okay, I got it, I'm gonna work on it again. Okay, so now what happens? Okay, so we're gonna call this particular Rosh Hashiva, we're gonna call him uh, Ramendala. All right, we're going to call him Reb Mendela. No, 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 Reb Mendela. Oh, but you said it's like, the way you said it, it's like Reb Mendela. No, 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 no. His name is Reb Mendela because I was just thinking of which name I should give him. So I'm giving him the name Reb Mendela. Oh, okay, so Reb Mendela. Uh, now, because I don't have a piece of paper and I'm not writing, so if I mix up the name, you'll remind me. Ha-ha, <laughs> who's going to remind me to remind you? Don't worry, we'll have ways. Okay. Besides the Shmaya, everything's going to be good. Anyways, Ramendala was a very interesting Rosh Hashiva. Ha-ha, Rosh Hashiva. Ha-ha. Ah, has he had a big famous Hashiva? Well, obviously it wasn't so, so famous, but he had Talmidim. And, you know, it was one of these smaller base of you know, smaller Batim Madrashim, you know, I mean... Uh, you know, um, you know, in Eretz Israel, there's a lot of yeshivas. There's main, main big yeshivas, like Mir Yeshiva or something like that. Or Slobotka, whatever, or Slotum, you know. But, and then there's these small yeshivas here and there, you know. And um, this Rosh Yeshiva of Mendela, he was a very smart person. Oh, can I know her? And he really cared a lot about all his Talmidim. You know, for example, I'll give you an idea. Um, let's say uh, Talmud came and... Uh, he sat inside the uh, yeshiva, and he looked very sad, so Rosh Hashiva wouldn't wait for him to come. Rosh Hashiva would go with him. Anshuldik mir, pardon me. Excuse me, let me ask you a question. Erberle, is there something wrong? Uh, why does Rosh Hashiva think something is wrong? Uh, well, uh, you know, uh, my dear friend... Uh, Friend, I'm a Talmud of yours. Ah, yes, but they all Talmudim are like my friend, my children. Anyways, um, I wanted to know, it looks like when I see you sitting here, you look so sad. You look like you're bothered about something. Maybe I can help you. Uh, I don't want to bother the Rosh Hashiva, I really don't. Why not? It's okay to bother me. 
I'm not here just to give a shear. I am like your fatherly figure over here. So tell me, what's bothering you? It's not much. Well, if it's not much, then why aren't you smiling today? Uh, because it's not much for you, but maybe it's a lot much for me. Well, if you tell me what the problem is, I can know if it's much for you and much for me, or not much at all, or maybe we can together solve the problem. Uh, um, all right, uh, you know, you know, um, the, the Russians even knows that I, I'm, I'm here in Eretz Israel, and, uh, you know, my, my, my parents gave me enough money to rent a room and things like that, you know, but, but sometimes, you know, the check, you know, that they send for me to have, like, spending money to be able to, uh, to, uh, you know, like, buy food and things like that, and, uh, you know, um... I, I, you know, because, well, um, um... Why don't you eat food from the yeshiva? We have lunch. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, you know, uh, you know, see, because, um, where I stay is pretty far from the yeshiva, so, you know, I never make it here on time for breakfast, you know, because I never make it here on time for chakras. I see. That could be why I never noticed you before. Go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, anyways, uh, well, what happened is, you know, like, I dive in locally... And then I usually eat breakfast, and then I come to the yeshiva. And by the time I finished everything, and I come here, so the bachram is starting to come into the base of Madrash and sitting down to learn. And then, so I, well, actually, you know, when I sit in the back, so maybe that's why the Rosh Shiva doesn't see me when you give the shear. I see. But today I noticed you, because I didn't see the radiance inside you. So tell me, what is the reason I don't see the radiance inside you? <laughs> that's a very good question. Why don't I have the radiance? I don't know. I mean, why don't I have the radiance? I, I, it's a very good question. So how about having a very good answer? All right. Okay. I told you it's not much of a problem for you, but it's a problem for me, but it's not much of a problem, but it's just enough to be a problem. Uh, just please tell me what the problem is. My problem is I, I didn't eat breakfast this morning. You didn't eat breakfast this morning? Why not? Uh, that, that's because... um. Uh, the check, you know, like I said, you know, from my father, didn't come in time, so, and, and it's not here yet, and, and so I don't have extra money, I, I ran out of the money that I had, so I, I, I didn't have any food, so I, I, and I realized that when I was uh, looking in the fridge, right, <laughs> it was empty, and then when I was looking in the, you know, the, the, the what they call the pantry, you know, it was empty, and, uh, Not a problem. Come, I take you to the kitchen, and you will eat now, because you have to have a good breakfast to be able to learn. But, Rosh Hashiva, I, I, I I don't pay for the... I didn't ask you for money. Come, let's go. And so, that's the way the Rosh Hashiva was. Wow, that's sonical. So it's not just a, a Rebbe, I mean, I like, you know, like, but he really cares about the individual kids. Wow, that's fantastic. I like that. Yes, so do I. Anyway, so now, let's go weiter. And he would go over, and he would go, and he would sit down to learn Torah. And he would sit in the base of Medrash too, and he would prepare his shear. But when he started to prepare his shear, he got carried away. Oh, carried away? Why? Why? Somebody picked him up and carried Rosh Hashiva. That's not nice. That's not Derek Harris. No, 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 no. They didn't pick up the Rosh Hashiva to carry him away. When I say that the Rosh Hashiva got carried away, I mean that he got carried away in what he was doing. Well, what do you mean? Ah, uh, he got into the sugya, and he was learning, and he started singing a that would be a standard nigging for somebody else, but the Rosh Hashiva. And of course he would sing 
and he would go into it, and the, the chain and the chiyas that the Rosh Hashiva had started to rub off on all the other people. That was fantastic. Great Rav, great Rebbe, great Rosh Hashiva, great Baal Chesed. Everything was going great. And then one day, this Rosh Hashiva suddenly went over and he was starting to feel pain in one of his feet. Ay, 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 did he step on a nail or something? No, no, no. He felt a very bad pain. So he thought like everybody else. Oh, my, my foot is hurting me very much. I wonder why it's hurting. Hmm. Nope, I didn't kick anybody. I didn't walk in the wrong place. Uh, right now, at this moment, I can't... Re- oh, wait, no, maybe. No, no, but... Nah. Well, you never know. You know what? Maybe I just twisted my ankle. That's why it hurts. But each day, his foot began to hurt more and more. More and more his foot hurt. And then, what happened was this. He saw he had no choice. All right, you know what? Rabbitson, I think I'm going to have to go see a doctor about this. My foot is getting worse and worse. I never saw such a pain. It's shooting up and down. I can hardly walk. It's making me that I should not be able to walk. No, no. I have to go, but not before I give the shear. And so the Rosh Hashiva, this Reb Mendela, he went to the Yeshiva. And when he got to the Yeshiva, he gave a shear. A geschmack a shear. No one realized that he was in tremendous pain. And then after that, he finished the shear. And he said, uh, does anybody have any kashas? Anybody has a shayla, something not clear in the Gemara, in the Rashi, the Toysvis, or the Mephoshim that I mentioned and quoted? Anybody has anything? Uh, don't be afraid to ask. Hello, anybody? Uh, no, sir. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, you, Rebbe, you explained it so gwaldic. Babish Habibi, unbelievable. The way you explained it is unbelievable. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, thank you very much. Okay. So now, um, I have to go, uh, have an appointment. So um, if anybody needs me, uh, you know, uh, you'll have to wait until I get back. Okay, last call, last call. No, okay, good, Baruch Hashem. And so he got into a taxi, and he went to the doctor. And when he comes to the doctor, the doctor looks, Oh, Shalom Aleichem, you sent the Rosh Hashiva a mental, yo? Oh, I've been the Rosh Hashiva, yo, yo, yo. All right, uh, listen, I'm going to take you now. No, 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 please. If my appointment is for one o'clock, you'll take me at one o'clock. I don't want to cut Hasvasholom in front of the other people. Their time is also important. But he's enter Rosh Hashiva. Your time is even more important, no? Well, listen here, doctor. My time is very important. While I'm waiting, I can sit and learn. Don't worry. Are you sure? I'm positive. That's the way I want to be. I don't want to cut Hasvasholom. Wow, such a very interesting man. Did you notice that? He's a big Rosh Hashiva. Did you notice that? Yes, I did. I noticed it's a very big Rosh Hashiva. And, and, what are you trying to say? Did you notice that the doctor was ready to take him? Yeah, so? But the Rosh Hashiva didn't want to go ahead of it, people. He didn't want to cut the line. Why? Um, unbelievable. And finally, it came Rab Mendel's turn to go in to see the doctor. And Mendel, uh, Mendel came inside, and the doctor said, Please, uh, doc, uh, <laughs> Dr. Raftoira, I'm the doctor of the body. Okay, what can we do? 
You teach me Torah, I teach you medicine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, Heiliger Rosh Hashiva Mendel, tell me what's bothering you. Well, to tell you the truth, I was feeling pretty good until about a week or so ago, and I saw uh, my foot started hurting, my right foot started hurting, twice, whatever, and uh, I don't know what it is, and uh, I thought maybe at first I sprained myself, but it seems to be I get these kind of weird needle pains shooting through my feet. It's getting so bad that I can't walk. It's so hard to walk. I have to hold on when I'm walking. It's necessary portion. Do you know what I mean? Aha, uh-huh, I see. All right. Um, um, uh, there's a Russian mind sitting on this uh, here examining table. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, you have hold I should be like this again. No problem. Uh, there's a Russian mind to take off your shoes and socks and then just roll up your pants leg a little bit and I could check out your foot. Okay, let me uh, let me do that. Okay, and here's my sock off. Okay, and uh, roll up my pants leg. Okay, now, um, okay, tell me what you see. Aye, well, touching from the foot like this, it seems to be filled with a lot of fluid in it. It's like a dimach, whatever, you know, I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's filled with fluid. Uh, you know, it could be just the blood not going well, the circulation, and uh, but I'm bothered about this. There's like a rash over here. It's like lookish blackish a little bit, you know. I don't like the way this looks. Uh, let me let me um, let me take some uh, blood sample, and we'll make some tests, and then we'll be in touch. Okay. Okay. Uh, how long is it going to take? The blood test is going to take a few moments. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to take a sample blood with you, and and everything will be fine. Okay. All right, let me just take this needle here and uh, roll up your arm, please. Okay, good. Get this. Hey, okay, now we make a fist. Okay, okay, now I'm just going to tie this here. To, oh, there's a nice vein. Okay, I'm going to take a little bit sample blood. Uh, I hope the needle don't hurt. Don't worry. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to take uh, a couple of test tubes of, of blood here because I have to make a bunch of tests. Okay, here we go, sir. All right, okay, now, now, let me just, just please hold this cotton over there. All right, and here's a band-aid. Okay, now, Herzogti Rosh Hashiva, Heilige Rosh Hashiva Ramendel, I'll be in touch with you, Mirza Hashem, and, you know, I'll let you know the results, okay? It might take a few days to get the results because I have to send it to a lab, Okay. I hope it's nothing serious, because uh, it really hurts me a lot. We'll get to the bottom of this, you know, if necessary. <laughs> you see, when I felt your leg, I didn't feel any bones broken, you know, Baruch Hashem, so that's a good simon, you know what I mean? So it might be, you know, I I, I, I don't want to suggest anything, has for Shalom, but... Oh, please, please, prepare me. What could it be? Well, you know, it's very possible that it might be... um uh, um. An infection. You might have an infection in your system a little bit, and, and that's why you're feeling all the pain, and that's why the fluid is building up. You understand? Or maybe just plain circulation problem, and, you know, maybe a pair of compression shocks would, you know, do justice, you know. But don't worry, don't worry. Uh, as long as you go back to your yeshiva, and you give your shirim. And so what happened was is, he went back to his yeshiva, and he started to give his shiurim. And that's what he did. He gave his shiurim, and about three days later, he got a phone call. Hello? Yeah? Oh, doctor! Doctor! Doctor Goldspein! Yes, Doctor Goldspein, what is it? Yeah? I should what? I should come down to your office as soon as possible? 
I'm, uh, I'm, uh... Yes, yes? I'm, uh, I, I, well, I, uh... Yes, yes, yes. I, I don't know how to tell you this, but, uh... Yes, yes? Well, it seems to me you have an, um, um an, an infection. Oh, what do you mean? Uh, uh, well, we figured it might be an infection. Yeah, but it's not stomach an infection. It's a very serious infection, and it's really, um, <clears throat> um, damaged your, uh, whole foot. My whole foot? What do you mean? So you give me an antibiotic. I take an antibiotic and everything be fine. Boch Hashem, nine? Uh, well, um, it's too far gone, and uh, it's very aggressive, this uh, infection. Uh, it's like a gangrene type of thing, and it's very serious, and uh, if we don't stop it, it's going to spread to your body. Oi, 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 this is terrible. So what's what's the doctor's prognosis? Um, you can get a second opinion, but... Uh, uh, we're going to have to, um, uh, we will have to, in order to save the Rosh Hashiva, we have to um, amputate the leg. Oy, 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 this is terrible. Well, let me think about this. And the Rosh Hashiva was thinking, but his rabbit said, eh, Rebbe, maybe we should go and get a second opinion. What's Oxtenine? Should we get a second opinion? And the Rosh Hashiva was quiet. Then he thought for a moment, no, 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 no. We don't need a second opinion. I know what this is about. Yes, 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 yes. Smina Shemayim, I accept it. But, but maybe another doctor could shave your leg. No, Smina Shemayim, I know it. I know it, I know it, I know it. I can't explain now. But Smina Shemayim, I accept. And so, about a week or two later, the surgery was scheduled. And they, unfortunately, had to amputate the leg basically from the knee down. and But the Rosh Hashiva was filled with chiyas. He was filled with nishmas chayim. And he went back as soon as he was recuperated. He went back to teach. And yes, he went with crutches, sometimes a wheelchair. But other than that, there was no difference in the Rosh Hashiva. He was filled with with mamish like chiyas, chayim, mamish, nishmas chayim was in him. His shurim, everything was perfectly normal. Everything was going fine. And then, as time would have it, as time would have it, his youngest son was going to get engaged. His youngest one, other children of his, was already married. Now he's up to the youngest one. And, of course, he was so happy. Are you saying that this is Mamish the maidel for you? This is the girl you want to marry? Yes, Tati. This is the one I, ma- I want to marry. And and I, I see Mamish in mind. There's so many things. Just she says, Mamish, good qualities, meters, toivis, and everything. And Mamish, and, 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 it's it's like, I, I, I'm ready to get engaged. And sure enough, they made the tanoyim. In those days, they did that. Sometimes some people just make an engagement party, make a vort, and they make the tanoyim by the chasn itself. And some people still have the minig that they make the tanoyim when they get engaged. So these people did that. And they were very happy. And now 
it was a couple of weeks before the Hasana. And all of a sudden, the Rosh Hashiva is getting himself ready to prepare himself psychologically. Baruch Hashem, my youngest son is getting married. It's Givaldic, Givaldic, Givaldic. It's a mamish, a special thing when the youngest gets married. Mamish, Givaldic. Ha! I remember the Gemara talks about that Yechenin gave somebody a bocha. He told him that the children, his daughter, should leave the house and not come back. So, of course, on the first glance, it sounds like, oh, send the girls out and not to get ma- uh, back. It sounds like, uh, get rid of them, throw them out, erase <laughs> whatever. But it turned out, that's not what he meant. He meant they should get married and never get divorced. Because if they would get divorced, they would have to come back home. So when he said they should leave the house and not come back, he meant they should get married and stay married. And Bo Hashem should be very happy together. So, I think it's a very nice thing that my youngest son, <laughs> my youngest son, Chaimel, is going to get engaged and make a tenoyim. Everything is fine. And of course, they made this tenoyim, they made this engagement. And it was getting closer and closer to the chasna. I would say it was now approximately maybe a month before the chasna. And all of a sudden, his other leg, the left leg, started to feel similar pains that he once remembered. What's going on here? Right now I walk with crutches and I uh, I walk around like this and I go with a wheelchair sometimes. What's going on here? What is this pain? Sounds familiar, feels familiar. But I'm not going to wait to the last second. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go straight to Dr. Goldspine. Yes, I'm going to go to Dr. Goldspine right away. And sure enough, he went by taxi and, of course, the taxi didn't speed. You know, the taxi didn't go... <laughs> no, I guess he didn't want the taxi to speed because he believed that in safety first. And he didn't call an emergency. And Dr. Goldstein saw him at his appointed time. Dr. Goldstein said, Ah, Shiva Mendel, Mazel Tov, him called Mazel Tov. I'm so happy. The hash is going to be soon, right? I think if I remember correctly, you sent me an invitation, right? No, 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 you sent me an invitation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. It's approximately four weeks to the chasana. I hope that the doctor will be free and he should be able to come. I'm going to try to work on it. Yes, 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 yes. Well, Hashem, this is a chasana. I want the best. This is Mamish, uh, the youngest one. <laughs> You're Mazinka. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Givaldi, Givaldi, I am so happy for you. Okay, now, uh, you came to see me. Uh, what could it be? Uh, well, uh, um, you know, uh, my left foot? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's starting to give me the kind of pains that I had when... No, please don't tell me. You take all those antibiotics, you do everything I told you to make sure that the infection stays away. Yes, 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 yes. I guess I do, but I'm not sure what this is. But my foot hurts, and I feel those needle pains. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in it. Okay. Um, I will take off my shoe. Uh, maybe I should help the Rashid because it's very difficult in your situation. that you, you know. Please, please. I've managed up until now with one foot. I'll do it again. Okay, here's my shoe off. My sock. Okay, I roll up my pencil again. What's up, step? Ay, 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 I saw this before. You, you saw? What do you mean? It looks like, if I didn't know any better, the 
fluid in your legs, the discoloration, the blackish color. Ay, 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 ay. It looks terrible. Ay, 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 ay. This is not very good. Ay, ay, ay. But I'm going to have to take the blood test anyways. Okay, please, by all means, take the blood test. All right, all right, uh, please roll up your... I know the routine. I'll roll up my sleeve, yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah, and I'll make a fist, and you put the rubber thing over there to keep my hand tight, okay? Give a stick with a needle. Give a stick, come on, go ahead. Oh, oh, not so bad. Okay, good. Okay, well, three test tubes, don't forget. Yes, uh, but, but I may only need one test tube because I think I know which test I have to make. Yeah, just do it just in case, just in case. And sure enough, Dr. Goldspein did everything he's supposed to. And three days later, Dr. Goldspein called in that he should come with his wife. But he didn't just bring his wife. He brought a new chassan. A new chassan wanted to come there. And he said, don't worry, Tati. Maybe my being there as a chus will help you. You know what I mean? You know, chassan derelavelach, you know, maybe... You know, I can be goiser that maybe Hashem Yisbaruch should retract any bad decrees. It'll, it'll, I'm sure it'll be okay. And, and besides, this time you went to the doctor when it was early, so you felt the pain, so you went. So I'm sure that they can give antibiotics or something to, to, to clean it out. Don't worry, Tati, everything will be fine. Uh, yes, I hope you're right. What can you do? As I got this. And so he arrives at the doctor, and the doctor says, All right, all right, all right, um, I'll... Uh, see the Rosh Hashiva, Ramendel, and his Rebetzin. Uh, I'm coming. Uh, can I come in also? Um, uh, is there any problem if my son come in? Well, uh, he's old enough, he's mature enough. This is the one that's the Chosenbacher? Uh, yes, he is. Ah, mazel tov, mazel tov, mazel tov. Uh, Thank you very much, thank you. Aha, uh-huh, I see. Okay, uh, thank you for the mazel tovs and everything. That's fine, uh... I mean, actually, I should thank you. I mean, well, whatever. <laughs> it's not so nice to see you. Um, you want him to be here? Oh, uh, well, you tell me. Is there anything wrong in being here? Well, you know something? In the end, he's going to know sooner or later, because this is not something that can be hidden. Maybe a day or two, a week or two, <coughs> but it may not more than uh, maybe two to four weeks. What are you talking about? Please, tell me. Tell me what it is. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, please, uh, everybody sit down. I'm shitting. I'm sitting. <coughs> well, obviously, I'm sitting because I'm in the wheelchair. Go ahead. Tell me. Uh, um, <clears throat> Remember the infection that affected your right foot? Yes, yes, yes. It was so bad that, unfortunately, you had to amputate it. Yes, yes, yes. And um, I don't know how to tell you this, but you got the infection again. What? But I was so careful. It doesn't matter. It's what Hashem wants, apparently. Um, your foot, it's... Um, <coughs> I don't know how to tell you, but you, you got the infection. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is terrible. Uh, yeah. And the terrible part is, unfortunately, um, even though you came here pretty early, but this is really spreading pretty fast. And, unfortunately, we have to amputate your left leg now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Then I won't be able to get around so easy. What's going on here? What's going on here? I, I can't help it. Do you want to live, Rosh Hashiva? Or... I don't want to say what could happen if the you know infection continues to spread. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <coughs> and the Rosh Hashiva Mendel, he closed his eyes. 
and when he closed his eyes, tears were coming down his face, and his Robinson said, Mendel, I think we should go to a second opinion of Mendel. He didn't answer anything for a few minutes, and he cried, and he cried, but he didn't say a word to anyone that they could hear. What he was mumbling with his lips, nobody could understand, because they couldn't make out what he was saying, because his lips were quivering as he was speaking, so you couldn't even read his lips. And then all of a sudden he stopped crying. And then he turned to the doctor, and he said, Doctor, I want you to know that I accept this. It's coming to me. Eh? Uh, what do you mean it's coming to you? Yes. This operation is coming to me. I deserve it. What? what, 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 what? Uh, uh, I'm uh, Mandela, you're my husband for a long time. Uh, what do you mean this is, this is coming to you? How can you, be, how can you live like this? I mean, what's going on here? I'm telling you, it's coming to me. Uh, Father, what, what do you mean it's coming to you? And nobody should have such a serum like this. We gotta go to another doctor. We gotta see what you, no offense dear Dr. Goldschmein, but, but we, we gotta have, you know, like another opinion. You can go, but you can't fool the blood tests, you know, and there hasn't been a, a really solid cure to stop this uh, infection. If you don't catch it, mommy's literally in the beginning to flush it out of the system, it spreads like wildfire. I'm telling you, unfortunately, longer you wait, you know, can spread more. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> I need to dance a little bit of some sort by my son's chasna. I can dance a little bit even if I don't have my second foot. What should I do? What can I do? Aye, 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 aye. The chasna is going to be in two weeks. Aye, aye, aye. And when do you have to do the operation? Well, you know, I can give you certain antibiotics that will slow down the, 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 the process or something like that, but <coughs> you, you, you may, I think the most you can wait is four weeks. Four weeks? That'll be fine. As Givaldic, I can go to the Hasna, condense a bissel, and then I can have the week of the Shaver Brothers. But Tati, uh, uh, what are you talking about when you said this is coming to you? You know something? There will come a time I will explain it to you, but not right now. Not right now. And sure enough, he didn't explain at that time. And the weeks were going by. The first week went by. The second week went by. And there he was in the wheelchair, rolling down the aisle. And, of course, he had the crutches on the side. And then he was, like, holding onto one side of his son and bringing him down there. And Chaim was in smiles that his father was bringing him. And, of course, they made the chuppah. And beautiful ksuba with a ksuba lading, and everything was fine. Then he broke the glass, smash! He broke the glass, and all of a sudden they heard everybody screaming, And of course, everybody was singing away, and everybody was dancing with the chasen. And then they sat down for the meal, and the meal was gewaldic! It was fantastic. Beautiful caterer. But anyways, that's not important for now. But the simcha was great joy. And this Reb Mendel started thinking, Wow, I'm enjoying my son's chasna. What a joy to be able to dance. You know, even though I stand up holding the crotch and I have the other foot and then I 
for now I have the other foot anyways, and I dance and I hold on and I sing with the people. Now what's going to happen? After my son's chasna, two more weeks later, I'm going to have to go to have the foot amputated. And then what's going to happen? What's going to happen? When all of my Talmidim are going to get married, how will I dance with them? They're going to hold on to me while I'm sitting on a wheelchair. Why? But I shouldn't say Pavus. I know why. I know why. And then finally, the first night of Shefer Brachas came. And everybody was sitting down that were invited. And then, all of a sudden, the Mechutin said, uh, You know, I may be the father of the, the color, but you know, I can say, But I guarantee you, I guarantee you, that there's no way I could come close to the way the Rosh Hashiva and Mendel speaks. There's no way, no way, no way. Also, I want to tell you that like this, I don't want everybody to sit here by the Shafer Brochus and not eat and not drink and then not dance a little bit. I don't want everybody to fall asleep. And I don't mean fall asleep because if we have a lot of speeches, maybe, uh, you know, it'll be overdone and people fall asleep. So I would like to uh, invite, instead of me speaking, I would like that the Rosh Hashiva and Mendel should get up and he should speak. <laughs> After all, who knows the Hossin better than he does? <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Raboisai. I hope you don't mind that I'm going to be speaking while I'm sitting in my wheelchair. Now, Herzogzi Raboisai, I want to speak and I just want to tell you that um, I'm going to tell you a story that will teach a Gavaldika lesson. And it's so fantastic, not just for the Chosna Kala, for everybody that's inside this room. This is an unbelievable lesson that everybody and anybody could learn and should learn before it's too late. You know, many times people question, why a Rosh Hashiva has his surim? Well, obviously, Hashem knows reasons. And sometimes, some of these reasons can be revealed to the individual that is suffering too. I could tell you, Claude, there's a good reason why I lost my first foot. And now, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has decreed that I should lose my second foot within two more weeks. But you know what? I'm wondering, I'm wondering out loud, if I tell over the following story, which I wanted to tell before, but I didn't, when I was at the doctor's office together with my family, and we mentioned Actually, the doctor mentioned that my foot will have to be amputated. And I said, this is a kumpmeer. It's coming to me. I deserve it. And of course, you know, uh, my family was wondering about it. And I said, when the time is right, I'm going to tell the story. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell the story right now what happened. And I want you to know. I'm going to ask, because this is a very embarrassing story. I want you to know that I'm asking I'm asking in front of everybody here that's sitting here by the Shefer Buchis. And all of a sudden there wasn't a dry eye. Everybody's eyes were starting to well up with tears, wondering what is he going to say? And what did he mean? That it's coming to him? That he deserves this? And he started talking. And he said, I'm hoping that if I tell over the story in public, Hashem will see and hear the pain that I'm suffering and have Rachmanus on me that I'm revealing this, and then cancel the decree 
then I should lose my other foot. Hey, what, what are you talking about? What's he talking about? I wish, wish him, wish him. Shh. Let's see what he says. Let's see what he says. Sha, 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 sha. And everybody was quiet. Well, you see, when I was a small boy, I grew up in Europe. And as I got older, I was pretty well seen to be a big Talmud Chochem. An Eloi of a person, I guess, if you want to call it that way. And I was learning very nice. And I lived at that time in Stachin. And in Stachin, I had a group of Bochrem that we used to like to learn very late on Thursday night. And sometimes we didn't just learn late, we learned through the whole night. But we had to go to a base of Medrash that A, was open all night, and B, had heat. And uh, of course, you know, the winters in the European Stettlach and the towns, they were very cold, very cold. And of course, they didn't have steam system like you have now, but they had firewood or some, you know, coals, whatever, mostly firewood. And they had this stove and heated, whatever it is. And that was the system. And of course, it was still the days of horse and buggies. I mean, of course, some people were already having cars and things like that. But, you know, still many, many people had the horse and the buggy. Christ, whatever. Anyways, so one night we were sitting and learning in the base of Medrash. Now, let me tell you something about this base of Medrash. This base of Medrash was not like right next to the bunch of houses. This base of Medrash was, I should say, very close to the cemetery, if not in part of the cemetery. What? What do you mean, Rabbis? What do you mean? Well, let me let, let him finish talking, okay? Let him tell the story. Okay, okay, wow. <laughs> he got my attention. Now, that's very good. Okay. Anyways, when people had to go to a lavaya and things like this, and then they needed a minion to say Kaddish, so they could come inside the shul to get a minion to say Kaddish. So that was one of the reasons why that shul was established. Anyhow, so they were learning over there, and that means there wasn't too many other shuls around, and being it's a cemetery at night, uh, <laughs> there wasn't so many people walking around. But all of a sudden, one night, it happened. Uh, what happened? What happened? You'll see. You told Rabbi Herbs, you're going to stay quiet, yes? Yeah, 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 yeah. So let me get to the part, and then you won't have no question. Oh, okay, 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 right, 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 right. Okay. So anyways, let me tell you what happened. What happened was, we were sitting and learning, and we're learning a schmack. And I was a younger fellow, and I was saying, Mama, it's Gewaldic. It's fantastic. What a shot. You know, I like what the Ritva says. What do you say? Huh? I think it's very nice what he says also. Uh, but, but, but there is a Rambam that is a steerer to what you just said. And there were mamish talking about these spoilers and back and forth. It was Gishmak. They were learning fantastic. And the senior bacha over there, of course, was me. I was the senior bacha. And just then, the door suddenly opened up. And we were in real gishmak. And it was pretty late at night. And all of a sudden, there was like, basically nobody else in the shul except us learning, us bacharim learning, whatever it is. And then, at least at the moment, we thought there was no one else in the shul. And the door opens up. And this man Oh, it walks in with tattered clothing and crying. And it was so cold, obviously, outside, because his tears started to go down his cheeks, down his beard, and it froze into icicles. Yes, 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 that's what happened. And he started to say, Mara Boisei, Mara Boisei, please, touch me a do me a favor, please, please. It's very important, very important that you help me out. You know, I'm a very poor man. I have this one horse, 
and this broken down wagon. And that's how I make my panosa. I, I, I travel back and forth a little bit, and I help people schlep things here and there. And, and I make a few pennies here, a few pennies there, you know what I mean? A couple of groceries here, a couple of groceries there, whatever it is. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. I have a terrible, important problem. It's an emergency. I wouldn't disturb your learning otherwise. Okay. Now, it was pretty dark outside, and, and the horse was going, and it slipped because it was muddy outside a bit, and he slipped, and he slipped, and he couldn't stop himself, the horse, and he slipped right into and pulled the wagon right into a ditch, and, like, the, the horse went into the ditch, and the wagon tilted over, and I flew out of the wagon. I landed smack in the mud. That's why I look the way I do right now, but I just want you to know it's, it's a very, very important to understand. Uh, and I, what happened was just that, that, that my, 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 my horse is in the, in the ditch and he can't pull out. And, and part of the wagon is leaning on a horse. Now it's very, very cold outside. And, 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 and it, you know, the weight of the wagon could put pressure. And maybe Hashem kill my horse. And if that happens, then I have no panasa. So please, you nice, young, strong bacharim. So please, do me a favor. Come outside. Please. Come outside and help me. Help me uh, take the wagon off of the horse and help me pull out the horse uh, from the wagon. And I'll tell you like this, one of the Bacharim, parents, he started to speak up. You know something? This man, he needs our help. Maybe we should go out and help. After all, the Torah teacher got to do chesed. But me, I was a youngster. I thought I was a smart aleck. I thought I knew everything. And I went over and I said, I hear what you're saying. If we're learning Torah, it's connected everything. So we're, if we're Isaac by mitzvah, so we're Potter by mitzvah. You know what I mean? We're, we're Isaac with this mitzvah of learning, and we're so engrossed in it that we, we, we can't help him now. He has to find some other help. Why are you looking at me like this? I, I can't believe the Rosh Hashiva said things like that when you were young. <laughs> Life is a very interesting process. You learn things. You think I became a better person from as I got older just like that? No, it was a learning process. Everybody's life is a learning process. It just depends what you make of your life. And it depends if Chassel you make a mistake, what kind of mistake it is, and if you can undo it or whatever. So let me go on with the story. Okay, go right ahead, go right ahead. And so the Rosh Hashiva went on and he said, So let me tell you something, I want you to understand what happened. It's terrible. It's terrible. I was a young bacha. Like I said before, I thought I knew it all. And I said, I'm sorry, but you know, I'm sorry, but we're middle of learning, so we really can't stop. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you, we, we should mama sit here and, and learn. Uh, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, someone else need a basic measure to learn. I'm sure you can go and find someone else to help. I'm sure, I'm sure. Sorry, mister, I'm sure you can find someone else. <laughs> this is what you do? This is your learning? You're just learning for the sake of learning, but you're not learning to be able to do a mitzvah? Come on. Doesn't the Torah tell us? Yes, yes, yes. But Tom and Torah can make it cool, and you know, like a mice or a little mitzvah, you can just try to find someone else, okay? Uh, like so you're not going to come out? You're not going to come out? Um, I'm sorry, ma'am. You should try to find someone else. You know, the longer you waste, you know, uh, you know, it's terrible for your horse. So, uh, you know, whatever. Now, of course, I thought that's just me and the rest of the bochum that were learning there that night were the only ones in the base of Medrash. 
I didn't see. There was somebody called Yitzchok the Shikir. Everybody saw this man as a drunk. He just slept around all day, and he drank in a face, whatever. He happened to be there. And all of a sudden, we hear a voice. And the voice says, So, you think you're such a smart helic. That's what I was called sometimes. But I said to him, uh, My name is... Uh, um, um, go ahead, tell me what your name is. Uh, my name is Mandela, not Cheskala. Uh, you can't fool me. I know your name is Mendel Yecheskel. So Mendel Yecheskel, listen to me very carefully. You go out there and help. What do you think you know about uh, the mitzvah of Talmud, Torah, You know what that applies? If there's someone else that can do the mitzvah besides you. But right now here, there's a man that comes in here, begs with the harmonious tears in his eyes, He's begging because his horse is his panos. If his horse dies, he has no panos. And you're telling him to go out and find someone else? There is no one else. Now you listen to me. If you don't go outside and help this man save his horse, I can tell you now, you won't have feet to walk. Mark my words. And of course, <laughs> I knew him as Yisrael the Drunk. Although he sounded like a normal person at that moment. But I went over and I laughed at him and I said, <laughs> All of a sudden the drunk became a paisic. <laughs> what do you know? Okay, let's, let's sit down and, and learn, okay? But all of a sudden, as we sat down and learned, some of the Bukharim started to have guilty complexes. Although, maybe just because he's a drunk, but it doesn't mean he's wrong over here. I mean, really, you know, look where our shul is and... How, maybe, how is he going to find someone else at this time of night, you know? Maybe we should go out and help. I think so, also. I think so, also. I think so. I, I agree. All right, all right, all right. Okay, maybe he's right. Okay, you know what? Let's go outside. And so we went outside and we tried to find him. We went here, we went there, we looked here, and then we found him. He was near a ditch with his wagon was turned over. And there he was. And I said, Okay, uh, uh, we're here now, and we decided that you're right, uh, we should come out and help. And this man, he cried, and he said, <laughs> Oh, my horse died. Now you come out. Now when it's too late, I called you before. The pressure from the wagon crushed my horse. My horse died. Now I am no producer. All because of you. <laughs> And of course, I felt bad, but I said, okay, there's nothing more we can do. And I went back inside with the Bochum and continued to learn. About two months later, a very strange thing happened. I was walking the street, and all of a sudden, Yitzchok the drunk is walking, and he doesn't look so drunk. And he walks over to me, and he says to me, Mendel Yecheskel, listen to me carefully. And I first said, Um, uh, listen to you very carefully. Can you tell me how you knew my name is Mendel Yecheskel? Everybody knows me as Mendel. I mean, you're never awake when I get an Aliyah, are you? Never mind how I know these things. Listen to me very carefully. It's very important for you to come to my house tonight at 9 o'clock. 
and be there on time. Uh, well, uh, well, um, uh, sure, uh, where do you live? I'm going to draw on this piece of paper a map. Make sure you're on time. Uh, yeah, sure. And of course, I was confused. I didn't get it. Always everybody knows him as a drunk, and now he sounds so serious, and I didn't know what to do, but he sounded like he was very serious, I should come there. So that night, nine o'clock, I was at his house, I knocked on the door, and he opened the door. And he told me to come in. Please, come in, come in. Uh, yeah, okay, so I'm in. Yes, now what? Okay, listen to me very carefully. Listen to me carefully. I am going to be nifter in one half hour. Uh, personally, a part of me wanted to laugh. <laughs> I thought the guy's normal, but he wasn't drunk. He didn't smell like an alcoholic. He didn't smell like that anymore. He was very serious. And I was quiet and listened to what he said. Listen to me very carefully. I want you to understand. Here's what I want from you. I'm going to be nifter in one half hour exactly. But, but you look perfectly healthy. Forget about how I look. My time is up in this world and I will have to leave. Now, I want you to go to the Heva Kedisha and tell them I am to be buried right next to the previous Rav. That's what you have to tell them. Um, but I, uh, I, uh... I know what you're thinking. They're never going to bury Yitzchak the drunk next to the Rav. So come here. I want to show you something. Come into this room. I followed him into a smaller room and there was a big box. He opened the box and I looked, there was a bunch of papers there. And he told me to look at it. Go look at these papers. See what it says. I picked up the papers. It was filled with Divrei Torah. He wrote all this Divrei Torah. He was a big Talmud Chacham. And then I realized he was a Tzadik Nister. Oi, oi, oi. Oi, oi, oi. And I went over. And I took these papers, this big box. I called one of my friends over. And we schlepped it to the Chavik Edisha. And the Chavik Edisha went to the Rav, the current Rav. And the Rav Paskin, that we have to bury this tzaddik. When everybody heard that Yitzchak the drunk was really a tzaddik nista, everybody felt bad. And everybody asked Mechila by the cave. And then, me, I had this terrible, terrible feeling. I started to think to myself, this person was a tzaddik nista. And he said, if I don't help that Yid, I would lose my feet. Oi, 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 Wow. Oi, wow. Unbelievable. So, I realized that the lesson that I have to learn in my life is, yes, Talmud Torah but if there's no one else to do a mitzvah, you have to do it. And the whole purpose of learning Torah is to be able to help other Eden, to help your fellow men, to help people, to follow the Derech HaTorah. That's what we have to do. I realized that. And I dedicated the rest of my life. And that's what I'm doing now. That's what my Rosh Hashiva. And that's why I do all these things for everybody. And I'm hoping now. I saw already that when I thought first, maybe, just maybe, maybe that the curse is not coming because so many years passed and I still had my feet. But then I noticed as I was marrying off my children, it's time to dance. 
when it was time that I need my feet, that's when the curse came. That's when the words of Yitzchok the drunk came true. Yitzchok the shikir. And that's when I lost my first foot. And I was about to lose the second one for this. I'm hoping, Bez Hashem, that if everybody hears this story and they learn a lesson, when you see a yid in trouble, don't look for excuses. Don't try to hide behind saying, I'm learning If there's no one else there, you help this person. You never know what you could be doing by helping that person. Who knows? Till this day, I'm always bothered. I'm always bothered what happened to that man. Always. Never knew what happened to him. All I know is that I took away his banosa. That's what I know. And of course, he told his story to not one dry eye in that crowd. And two weeks later, before the operation, he went for a preliminary test. And the doctor said, I don't understand. It's a miracle. I took the blood work and there's no sign of it. I'm looking at your leg. The blackness is gone. I'm looking at your leg. I don't see the puffiness. It's a miracle. We'll, we'll, we'll keep monitoring it, but, but it's definitely a miracle. And of course, Ramendel knew why it was a miracle. Because he had his mechila finally, because he revealed the story, he accepted the busha, and he taught everybody a powerful lesson, how important it is to do chesed. And indeed, hope everybody learns that lesson. Wow, that's fantastic. Wow, I think we have two and a half minutes to, t- to take some phone calls. Okay, <coughs> go ahead. Hello, you're on the air. <laughs> what is your name? And what lesson you learned tonight's story? Hello? Uh, yes, you're on the air. What's, uh, what's your name? Hi, my name is Binyamin Sitno. I learned that you should, um, that you should always try um your best. Oh, very good. You should always try your best. Is in there? That's in there. Okay, and you're from Can Waterbury. You're you're from Waterbury, right? You're the sitno's from Waterbury. Can my brother say something? Uh, if he wants to tell a lesson, yeah, go ahead quickly. Always try to go to Hasana. Always try to go to Hasna, make some math. That's also there. That's very good. Yeah. Okay, make sure you send regards to my granddaughters. And my okay. grandson. And my grandson, too. Okay, very good. Thanks a lot. <laughs> okay. my class. Yeah, oh, so you see, so tell him, tell him his lady says hello. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Okay, got to go to the next caller. Hello, you're on the air. What's your name? What lesson you learn tonight's story? Hello? Hello? Are you there? Okay, we'll go to the next caller. Hello, you're on the air. What's your name? Hello. Yes. Hey, what's going on? Am I getting any back in action down here? You're on the air, so let's go. I have about a minute left to take some other calls also. So, Masha, tell me what lesson you learned tonight. You shouldn't really make such a crazy excuse. I mean, you know the lesson. I know the lesson as well. Um, uh, what is it called? Uh, um, uh, what is that? What uh, honoring your parents is what? Can you repeat? Can you say it in Hebrew? What does it mean? Which one? The Talmud Torah and Ayakulam? That one? No, I mean oh, honoring yeah. your parents is. Uh, oh, is oh, you it mean? Yeah, keep it up. Hey, what about?